Now, 6.30 Chad presents The Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 6.30 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Good Saturday morning, football fans. Huge week in the CFL coming up. It's the week before rookie camps open up. Two weeks until main camp gets started with medicals and physicals. But on Tuesday, it will be the CFL Canadian Draft. Uh, that will be the subject of today's show as we sit down with Elks Assistant General Manager G-Roy Simon to talk about what goes into preparing for the draft. We'll also talk about the Elks offseason and the work that he and Chris Jones have put into building a roster for 2023. The Elks had the first overall pick last year in the draft and traded it, turning that into two first-round picks, linebacker Enoch McConzo and quarterback Trey Ford. Both had good rookie seasons. In fact, Simon says it was a pretty good draft year overall for the Elks. Yeah, you know, last year we, we felt that, you know, we had we had an excellent draft. Um, you know, if, 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 if uh, Wesley didn't get hurt, um, he would have he would have been basically our will our, our starter at will for the, for the entire season. Um, you know, Gavin Cobb got hurt. He was he was going to be a, a very he was going to play a very prominent role. Peter Ajay played the entire season. Ethan uh, Enoch McConzo, um, you know, played a played a huge part in our defense. Um, Trey Ford started a game at Canadian quarterback, which is it's it's almost unheard of. Um, so we, we felt our draft was very, very strong. And, you know, the good thing is, you know, we don't have to have Canadian starters this year coming out of the draft. Now, if we, we do, that's a plus, but, um, you know, we feel our rosters in a, in a position where, um, you know, anybody that we draft, um, doesn't have to play right away. Um, so we can, we can work on their development and, you know, and, and our, like I said, our, the strength of our rosters, we feel is very strong. And, um, you know, this should, this should, you know, it should, it should, it should, we should have a better outcome. This the complete interview with G. Roy Simon coming up after the break. Right now, the Ottawa Red Blacks have the first overall pick on Tuesday. The Elks will draft second overall. In total, the Elks have nine selections to make over the eight round draft. They have two picks in the third round and one in all the others. Uh, they'll be top-heavy, too. The Elks will have five picks in the first 28 selections. Uh, not much turnaround time after the draft. Players who get drafted and the teams have to come to an agreement on a contract. Rookie camp starts eight days later. Now the news of the week. A week ago, the Elks announced their in-the-game promotion, a chance to put your name on the double-E logo that will be worn by players on their helmets in the game on June 11th against Saskatchewan. A great promotion that will certainly create a terrific piece of memorabilia. On this morning with Jaylen and Daryl, we talked about the idea with Evan Dom, the Elks Senior Manager of Communications and Marketing. So for our home opener, June 11th against Saskatchewan, we've launched the In the Game program, which is fans giving, giving the fans the opportunity to have their names inside the double E helmet decal that'll be on our helmets. So there'll be 45 names on each double E, so a total of 90 fans will have their opportunity to uh, get in the game, so to speak, and uh, be acknowledged on our helmets and like you were saying off the top there as you were teeing me up it's it's an opportunity for a community-owned team to you know engage with our fans and work with the community and, and give them a unique opportunity to to be showcased in a CFL game that's uh, never been done before so we're really excited about it and the reception has been uh, awesome. And obviously uh, for some diehard fans this is going to be one thing I, I, I hear the idea of gifts and, uh, and, you know, special sort of presence for somebody else, that kind of thing, because you do create an entire sort of set that is going to go uh, to, to each of the individuals who, who pick up on one of these. 
Yeah, that's right. So if you get your name on the double E, you'll get one of the decals come off. It'll come off one of the helmets. So it'll be a game worn double E decal. Uh, we'll mount that. We'll put the other decals that'll be on our helmet that game as well. The CFL logo, the Canadian flag, and then our, our Christian Salisbury tribute decal. And that uh, that piece of memorabilia will be signed by uh, a player who wore it. Uh, we'll frame it up and we'll send it off to you. And it's a really nice keepsake uh, collectible item that you can put on your wall, put on your desk, uh, show your double E Edmonton Elks pride. Um, and, and have a memory that uh, hopefully will last a lifetime and, and be something that you, you look back fondly on. It took less than a week to sell all 90 spots on the helmets. A great response from Elks fans. But there was also a pretty good response from a Rough Riders fan. So I went through the list last night, Morley, and of course there were a few, uh, a few goofballs or whatever you want to call them <laughs> who submitted names that uh, aren't going to go on our helmet. We had a gentleman from Regina who tried to uh, slide in a little rider's dig. So I politely said, ha ha, good one. Uh, would you like a real name or would you like a refund? So he took the refund. Did they try to put like Gainer the Gopher on there or something? <laughs> Uh, he said, go, riders, go. And I said, uh, we won't take your money for the helmet deckle, but if you'd like to pay uh, pay for some tickets, we'd gladly have you in the stands and take your money that way. Now you got to love the effort, don't you? Uh, player signing this week, another defensive back, Dwayne Thompson the second, six foot one, 195 pounds. He played at Valdosto State last year, before that at Indiana State. Chris Jones loves competition at training camp, and he'll get that at the DB spot. 18 defensive backs currently under contract right now heading to training camp. When we come back, Elks Assistant General Manager G-Roy Simon. This is the Elks This Week on 630 Chet. Now, more football talk on the Elks This Week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. With Elks Assistant General Manager G-Roy Simon joining us now. G-Roy, the uh, Canadian uh, draft is coming up for the Canadian Football League uh, on May the 2nd. First off, tell me about the prep you have done to get ready for this. Uh, you, I know you were a Canadian scout for a long time with the BC Lions. This is not your first rodeo at the draft, obviously. Tell me about the work that you put in to getting ready for this thing. Well, um, for me, it's it's not as, as, um, as much as it was in the past. Obviously, when I was at you know, director of Canadian scouting. Um, there's, there's tons of background work you got to do. You got to find kids. Um, a lot of times, you know, they're listed at one place and they're somewhere else. Um, but for me now, um, you know, we, you know, we, we go through, we, we've talked to pretty much all the kids that we have interest in, um, got their background information, got their medical information. Um, and, you know, just start figuring out, which guys are going to fit in our puzzle and, and, you know, bring value to our, to our roster. A lot of the scouting is done via video uh, for this. How, how many times do you get out and actually watch kid play live? Well, um, again, now that, now that I'm in the position I'm in, I, not very often, you know, we see them at the combine and if they come to university of Alberta and we have the time, um, you know, we can get out there and see them. Uh, the good thing for me is I've seen a lot of these kids uh, live when, you know, when I was still with BC and I was I was doing the scouting for them. Um, you know, they, ju- they just were a little bit younger and, and maybe didn't have as, as prominent a role on their on their university team. Um, but now, yeah, like you said, a lot of a lot of the the prep work is done by via video and um, you have to project. Um, you know, the type of player they, they are and, and what they're going to be in the next, you know, two to three years. Yeah, you're you're drafting the guys who are eligible this year, but 
in and I think in the majority of the cases, these guys have been on your radar for a while, right? This not the this year isn't the first year you've taken a look at them, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you always have to, you know, look for you know what's what's in front of you right now, but also you have to look down the road and see, you know, which guys are coming available, which guys are having um, success in in their in their current situation, and 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 which guys um, are going to project to be pros, um, you know, down the line. Most of these guys are from U Sports, but there are some Canadians who are obviously eligible who played NCAA uh, football. How difficult is it to is it to m- measure these guys and to equate these guys to each other to to get them in the order that you think they are uh, for drafting? When guys in the NCAA are playing different rules, they're playing with I'm, I'm guessing better caliber guys, especially if they're NCAA a little bit. How difficult is it to kind of mingle the list from the NCAA guys to the U Sports guys? Yeah, a lot of guy. A lot of times, the um, uh, you know, scouts fall into you know projecting the guys that played at the NCAA schools higher than some of the youth sport kids. But I think sometimes that can be a mistake because you know they also you know those guys have been playing uh, American Rose football for you know quite a quite you know quite some time. Half the time it's you know four to five years. So they they might not even they might not translate to to the Canadian game. Even though they're Canadian, um, and they started in, in in the Canadian high schools, um, you know it's 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 always a it's a guessing game, um, and I think you know obviously the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Um, but you have to be um, you you have to be um, neutral and 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 not falling in love with the guy because he went to a certain school and or or played at a, at a at a university. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you just have to take the information you have to evaluate the player um, for what he is and, and what, what you think he's going to be in the future. What's the crop like this year? The crop is deep. It's not, it's not as deep at the, at the, the top tier guys isn't as deep um, as, as normal, but you know, you're going to get a, a bunch of um, solid, uh, mid-tier um, workhorse type players on your team. Um, you, you're not going. I don't think you're going to get you know any first-year starters, um, guys that that's going to um, come in and start right away. But you're going to get you know you're going to get guys that are going to be core special teamers, um, core team guys um, that that can that can um, help the middle to back end of your roster. A big part of the CFL draft is often the NFL draft, which always happens a few days beforehand. What's your philosophy on those players who 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 do go in the NFL draft or could go in the NFL draft or who are signed just after the NFL draft? And then you have to decide where to take them. A lot of guys who maybe are the best players in the draft often fall to, you know, fourth, fifth or sixth rounds or whatever, because, you know, you have to wait for them. How tough is that to make a decision on those guys, whether it's like, uh, you know, we want to get a guy who can play now and help us now, but this guy is going to be a great player whenever he gets here. Yeah. So, you know, that's where your relationships come in, you know, down South where you can um, call on your, your NFL buddies who, who know, even if a guy's gotten drafted or, or signed a, a priority free agent, um, they'll, they'll basically tell you how long, you know, the guy should last down there. So then you have to value, um, where you're going to pick them, like you said, whether it's the second, third, fourth round, or even later. Um, sometimes you just you take a guy um, who's been drafted or signed a priority free agent. You take him late in the draft because you know just in case 
you know, he has an injury and, and doesn't make it. And, you know, if it's four years down the line, you know, God, God willing that you're, that you're still at that, at that spot, um, you know, you have, have an opportunity to get him. So, um, you know, you just have to figure out, you know, where, um, where you want to take those guys with, with, with draft picks. And, and that's why sometimes that's why you load up on draft picks. So you can, so you can take a flyer on a guy um, in the third or fourth round. Um, and you don't, you don't have to worry about losing out on a, on a guy that's going, that you're going to see right away. Ottawa's got first pick. The Elks have the second pick overall. How much has your list changed? You've, you've watched all the video. You've seen the games. You've had the combine. You've done your interviews. How many times are you moving guys up and moving guys down in the last, say, couple of weeks or so? Well, the beautiful thing with Chris Jones is he knows who he wants. Um, and, you know, then, you know, if, if that guy's not available, then, you know, then you, you know, then you, you work off of that, you know, after, you know, when you get to that, when you cross that bridge. But, the um, you know, we, you know, we do the, the mock drafts. Um, and, you know, you know, we'll pick, um, you know, we'll do it, you know, four or five, six times where, you know, you come out with a different outcome every time. So, um, obviously everything's going to depend on, um, what Ottawa does with number one, you know, and, and, and then we'll, we'll work off of that afterwards. Uh, look back to last year. Uh, I think you set the bar pretty high in your first draft class with uh, with Chris Jones working together. Uh, you had a really good draft, I thought, last year. I'm just looking at some of the names. Uh, McConzo, Ford, Cobb, uh, Aji, uh, Apollon, uh, who started your first game. You had some guys who actually stepped in at some pretty tough positions and played games last year. Yeah, you know, last year we we felt that you know we had we had an excellent draft. Um, you know, if if if, if uh, Wesley didn't get hurt, um, he would have he would have been basically our will our, our starter at will for the, for the entire season. Um, you know, Gavin Cobb got hurt. He was he was going to be a, a very he was going to play a very prominent role. Peter Ajay played the entire season. Ethan uh, Enoch McConzo. Um, you know, played a played a huge part in our defense. Um, Trey Ford started a game at Canadian quarterback, which is it's it's almost unheard of. Um, so we we felt our draft was very very strong. And you know, the good thing is, you know, we don't have to have Canadian starters this year coming out of the draft. Now, if we we do, that's a plus. But um, you know, we feel our rosters in a, in a position where um, you know anybody that we draft. Um, doesn't have to play right away, um, so we can we can work on their development and you know and and our like I said our the strength of our rosters we feel is very strong and um, you know this should this should you know it should it should it should we should have a better outcome this year. Uh, with the trade you guys made last year, when you traded the first overall pick away, you turned one first rounder into two first rounders, which, as we just talked about, turned out to be uh, McConzo and uh, and Trey Ford, and both started games and both played well. Have you heard or sensed much trade talk this year uh, going into the draft, or does that happen closer to draft day? Yeah, there's been there's been some talk about it, but it, I think it all died down in the last couple of weeks. So you know when you know, like you say, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, you know, I think some people get kind of nervous about making trades. Obviously, you know, Chris doesn't. <laughs> so, you know, the thing is, we're, you know, we will probably see a few trades um, leading up to the draft and, you know, in the days, you know, leading up to the draft. Um, it's also going to depend on where some of those those guys that, that are in the, in the NCAA, where they go in, in the NFL draft. Um, if those guys are available um, right away, you'll see you'll see more and more trades. 
uh, the Canadian draft is kind of the last piece of the puzzle for, for the off season. You kind of add your last guys uh, to your roster for training camp. Uh, give me a synopsis of your off season. Uh, a lot of moves, you brought in some guys, but I, I believe you and Chris established your core guys last year and have done, done your, the work you wanted to do adding around them this year. Tell me about your off season and what you think. I think the off season was excellent. Um, I, th- I think we got a lot stronger um, in, in, in a number of different positions. Um, you know, we, we did find our core guys last year, you know, Taylor really stepped up and, and started to show that he can be a, a number one quarterback in this league. Um, you know, our offensive line, they, they played very solidly last year and, you know, they'll continue to get better, um, with, you know, bringing all basically the entire, uh, offense line back. We found Kevin Brown, we found Dylan Mitchell. And then in, in, in free agency, you know, and 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 strengthening our receiving core, um, Eugene Lewis, uh, Stephen Dunbar, and uh, Kyron Moore were great additions um, to you know to to that offense, and and you really revamped our receiving core, our defensive line. We feel that we got we got you know we got a lot better. We'll get Daniel Ross back from injury like from last year. Uh, we re-signed Jake Serezna. We got AC Leonard, um, and we got some young guys that can really rush the passer. Um, you know, so we're, we're really excited about that. Um, and trading for, you know, Wood, uh, Wesley Apollon's brother in Woodley. Um, he's basically our second round pick for this year because we don't have one, but you know, he's just as big, obviously he's identical twin to to his brother. So six, four, two thirty, runs well, plays special teams can play, can play linebacker. Um, we feel we got stronger. Our defensive backs, we, we got, we got, you know, we brought, um, uh Aaron uh Aaron Grimes back um you know we we feel like you know the guys we got they're not veterans in the CFL but they're veteran players uh from the NFL um and you know we got bigger stronger faster and more length um so we're really excited about what we did in the offseason and um I think we we got a lot better it's just about tearing days off the calendar now, right? I mean, we're three weeks from training camp, about a month from the first preseason game. How excited do you get? I mean, you you remember the days as a player. I think the last month before training camp, everybody was pretty jacked up and 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 real excited to get going. Uh, what about in in the in the role you're in now? How excited do you get for the start of camp? I'm super excited. I cannot wait to get back to Edmonton and 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 you know see what what you know see all the moves we made, see these guys in person, get to shake their hands, get them and, and then get to see them work on the field. I know they're great people. I know they're 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 excited about um about getting to Edmonton and and getting this thing started. Um, our coaching staff has been working very hard to you know to revamp the playbooks and and you know get our schemes in, together so we can um really take off this year and you know like i said the work we, we everyone's put in we're we're jacked up about getting back to edmonton and and, and turning this thing around Roy, thanks for your time man appreciate it see you soon for sure thank you marley thanks to elks assistant gm G. Roy simon for joining us this week the canadian draft is set for tuesday We'll, of course, have all the details for you on 630 Chad, and we'll recap the draft on next week's show. My name's Morley Scott. Thanks for listening to the Elks this week. We'll talk more football in seven days' time on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad.